Good morning, Khadijah here, Conversations with Abba. I just wanted to take this time early this morning to share some things with you that I've been meditating on and talking to God about, about the miseducation of kingdom citizens. But before we get started, I want to put out a disclaimer. I ask that you make sure that you have your Bible, that you have a pen and a sheet of paper, I want you to be like the Acts 17 and 11, the Bereans, to be able to go back in your study time and check the scriptures for yourself as Holy Spirit leads and guides you into all truths. I want you to be like 2 Timothy 2 and 15, to study to show thyself approved, workmen needing not be ashamed as we rightly divide the word of God. And then, of course, 1 Peter 3 and 15, so that you may be able to give an account for what you believe in for those who ask, why do you live the way that you live? Amen? So the scripture that I've been in this week is Daniel 1, verse 3, 2 through 10, and 17 through 20. And it was during the time right after the Babylonians had seized Jerusalem, and the king of Babylon had took the people into exile, into captivity. So I'm going to start at verse 3 as you follow along with me. And it says, The Babylonian king told the chief officer to bring some of the sons of Israel, including some of the royal family from the nobles, young men without blemish and handsome in appearance, skillful in all wisdom, endowed with intelligence and discernment, and quick to understand, competent to stand in the presence of the king, and able to serve in the king's palace. He also ordered him to teach them the literature and the language of the Chaldeans, and the king assigned a daily ration for them from his finest food and from the wine which he drank. And they were to be educated and nourished this way for three years. And at the end of the time, they were to be prepared to enter the king's service. Now, this group of men included Daniel, Hamiel, Mereshiel, and Azariah. But go down to verse 8, it says, But Daniel made up in his mind that he would not be defiled by the king's finest food or the wine which the king drank. So he asked the commander of the officials that he might be excused, and this request was approved. And this included not only Daniel, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And it goes down to verse 17, and it says, As for these young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all kinds of literature and wisdom. And to Daniel, he also gave the understanding of all kinds of dreams and visions. Now I'd like to take a moment to pray, if you don't mind. Heavenly Father, we come into your presence with thanksgiving and praise. We thank you, Lord God, that you opened the minds of our eyes so that we will see, O God what you are about to say to your people, our ears, so that we will hear, God. Tune our hearts to your heartbeat so that we will understand your timing and season and give us the spirit of the sons of Iskar, O God. 
And we'll forever give you all the praise. We'll forever give you all the glory. In Yeshua's matchless name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Now, I have read that passage of scripture over and over so many times. But this time, Holy Spirit highlighted something different. So I want to talk to you again about the miseducation of kingdom citizens and how we need to be careful of who we are watching. Now, if you notice in that scripture, the miseducation began with the indoctrination. Because the first thing they did was change the names of Daniel and his companions. And I know many people might think that that's just a small thing. But when you strip a people of their identity, it's the first step towards them forgetting who they are, whose they are, and where they came from. It was much like the slave owners and traders who changed the names of the slaves as they bought and sold them. Because if you notice, they took the best. They changed their names. Even Daniel's name was changed to the name of one of the king's gods. They re-educated them in their culture and the governmental ways. They created the have and the have-nots, the elite and the common. They showed some the life of luxury while others lived in poverty. They divided and conquered. They showed them that these are the things that you will receive if you serve the king's interests. They used the movers and shakers, the, the people that lead, the nobles, the royals, and they bestowed upon them titles. This is what you do when you indoctrinate a people into your culture. So they became Babylonian citizens, kingdom citizens, and they worked and they served the king. And I had to think about that thing for a minute because when a kingdom conquers another kingdom, that people become a part of the conquering kingdom. So I digged a little deeper because I remember scriptures in the word of God, like in Matthews 3 and 2, where John the Baptist said, the kingdom of God is at hand. I remember Yeshua telling us in Matthew 6 and 6 that when we go into our secret place and shut the door, we pray your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. In John 18 and 36, when Yeshua told Pontius Pilate that my kingdom is no part of this world, for if it was, my servants would have thought that I'd not be handed over. And then I remembered Luke 10 and 9, the kingdom of God has come near to us. So I'm a lover of words and I love to get the complete definition of what I'm studying and what I'm meditating on. And the words that kept floating to the top were kingdom, church, and ecclesia. So I went to the Webster's Dictionary and I looked those words up. Kingdom refers to a region or a country or a state or a territory that is ruled by a king. It even went so far as to say the spiritual realm or the authority of God, the kingdom of God ruled by God. 
Then I looked up the word church, and it said church, a building used for public or corporate worship of God by Christians. A body of Christians worshiping in a particular building constitutes a, a congregation. And so I went a little further, and I looked up ecclesia. And ecclesia is a Greek word. And it's a group of kingdom citizens who declare war, who write and revise laws, who issues decrees, elect government officials, ambassadors of the kingdom. The ecclesia are decision makers. Because as I said, when a, a kingdom conquers, they teach those conquered their ways and their culture. So then I began to think, you know what? We have a problem here. An ecclesia sets rules, establishes decrees, changes atmospheres and political climates, write and rewrite legislation. And we are the ecclesia of the Most High God. And we are here on earth. We are not a building. So when did God's people become a building and I went and I of course you know we, we have to research these things and so I found that the origin of the word church started back in 1382 in the old English Bible translation where it translated ecclesia as being church and then in 1526 in the Teesdale Bible translation, Ecclesia became congregation. But the Smith's Bible Dictionary tells us that church is actually referring to the house of God and not his people. So we are the Ecclesia of the Most High God. So as the Ecclesia, we're supposed to be kingdom conquerors. We're supposed to be teaching this world the ways of our kingdom. Being not conformed to the ways of the world. We are kingdom ambassadors. 31% of Earth's population, and that's over 2.4 million people, claim to be believers, claim to be kingdom citizens, claim to be the light of the world, the soul of the earth, kingdom ambassadors, followers of Yeshua the Christ, who claim to go into their secret place and pray, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. But as we look around, there's chaos everywhere. There's a mess everywhere we look. Can this all be attributed to the fact that kingdom citizens have been miseducated about their role here on earth? Have they been indoctrinated into culture a culture that is not their own. Can you imagine in your mind's eye just how 2.4 billion people could change the atmosphere in their own communities, in their own neighborhoods, in their own villages? What a different world we would be living in. When we speak, things are supposed to happen because of the God we serve because we're kingdom kids, because of the king we serve. 
The world should stop and listen and change when we speak Yah's name. Demons in hell should tremble at the sound of Yah's name. People should be healed and set free. The blind man seeing, the lame man walking, deaf hearing, and the dumb speaking just at the sound of our God's name. And laws should be rewritten if they don't line up with kingdom. If they don't line up with the kingdom we stand for. If we are truly kingdom citizens. If we are truly kingdom conquerors. So I had to ask myself another question. What are we doing wrong? And it has a lot to do with who we're watching. We've watched people do church for so long that we don't know what kingdom looks like. We have been miseducated as believers. We have been indoctrinated into church, into religion. We have to realize that church is not kingdom. But we do church well. We know church. Church culture has it going on. We can teach people how to church. The issue is that we need to teach them how to do kingdom. We have been watching the wrong people. The loudest, the flashiest, the most charismatic, the air ticklers, the ones with the mic in their hand. A prophet once told me that God revealed to her that if it glitters, my people will buy it. But 2020 is God's appointed time to re-educate the Ecclesia. And what does that look like? We are ambassadors of a heavenly kingdom. We should be walking in diplomatic community and diplomatic authority. We should be operating according to the will and purpose of our king. Now, what is a diplomat? A diplomat is assured that he will be given safe passage in a foreign land. An ambassador is not subject to prosecution under the laws of their host country. But that shouldn't be an issue for kingdom citizens because most governmental laws are based on the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were used as a template. We're supposed to walk in diplomatic authority as we present our government, as we represent our king. As ambassadors of the kingdom, as long as we don't break the laws of our kingdom, we're good. The problem is that we're breaking our kingdom laws and we're not realizing it or we're realizing it and don't really care. We're offering up strange fire to our king who has written his laws and his commandments in his word. The scriptures are supposed to be a SOP, standard operating procedure for every believer. But instead, we run around offering up strange fire to a holy God, of speaking word curses over our lives when life and death is in the power of our tongue, praying amiss because we're praying God to bless our mess. We don't know our king's timing and season. We're putting God's name on things that he has not ordained. We're playing church instead of doing kingdom. 
Yes, church is a culture in itself, but it is not kingdom. For in church, we, we know what to do when the pastor has the mic in his hand. We know what to do when the offering plate is passed around. When the pastor says, dig it deeper, we know that he means to bring a little bit more money out of our pocket. When people are being slain in the spirit, we know to cover them up and make sure we put a circle around them. When they're shouting, we know how to hold our backs. We know when the pastor's anniversary is. We know when the church anniversary is. And the list goes on and on and on. But the problem is, we can't recognize a manifested demon. A member comes and leaves with the same demonic spirit on them that they came into the building with. There is no deliverance in the church building. We keep thinking that the enemy is against the church and he is not. The enemy is joining the church with sexual perversion, child molestation, domestic abuse, and infidelity. We have brothers and sisters coming to the church building with the spirit of suicide on them and going straight home from church and committing suicide. And nobody in that building saw the struggle. Again, I tell you, 2020 is God's appointed time. It's God's appointed time to re-educate the ecclesia, to renew, revive, restore. And once again, it falls at the feet of every believer. The commission that Christ gave wasn't just to the leaders. It was to everyone that said that they are a follower of Yeshua. And we find that in our process... When there is no truth being taught, the people will eat the sand. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Whenever, whatever is put in front of them that looks like truth, that looks like it's God, they will gobble it up and they will find that it is nothing but fluff. There is no substance. So why am I saying all of this? Because we are the ecclesia of the Most High God. This is now our appointed time to stand up and make a difference. When I was reading in Numbers um, chapter 22 about Balaam and how Balak, the king of Moab, called him to curse the Israelites because he heard that they were a mighty people and that God was leading them to conquer nations as they possessed the promised land. Verse 3 of Numbers 22 said, And Moab was in great dread of the people, because they were many. Moab was overcome with fear of the people of Israel. We are to put fear in the hearts of non-believers, in the hearts of nations as we possess the land. Gangbangers and drug dealers should be afraid to come into our communities and corrupt our children. Prostitutes should be finding other corners to stand on and call it their territory. 2.4 billion believers. We as the Ecclesia should be writing and rewriting laws. There should have never been a same-sex marriage law instituted or gender bending. There should never have been a legalization of abortion clinics, but instead we have allowed them to lead the church building that we call the house of God. I know the Ecclesia is a small remnant of believers who will speak out the truth without sugarcoating their lips. 
They will teach and instruct and live in humility. So this purpose of this podcast is to say, rise up, Ecclesia of the Most High God, and take your position. It's time to stop watching the wrong people. It's time to stop watching televangelists with light shining on their face and a mic in their hand. It's time to re-educate kingdom citizens. Amen. Heavenly Father, I pray that something that was said will enlighten and cause a fire to be ignited, a reviving fire in your people to come running to your throne in complete repentance for offering a strange fire to you, O God, and to get instructions, God, to get crystal clear download on where we are to go in this season as we are ending 2020. And leading into 2021, we pray, God, that you order our steps, that you shine the light of truth along our path, God, and that we obey you. And, oh, God, that we hear your voice, for you are our shepherd and another's voice we shall not follow. We thank you, Father, for hearing our prayer. In Yeshua's matchless name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. Thank you so very much for joining me. I pray that you enjoyed this podcast, but I pray that you listen over and over again and that that fire is ignited in you to pant after our holy God like the dear pant of our little water brook and to stand up strong as kingdom citizens in this foreign land. Shalom.